Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Snap Decisions podcast. This is going to be a bit of an abbreviated episode. Um, It is, of course, Thanksgiving week and a very happy holiday and happy Thanksgiving to all of those who are celebrating tomorrow. Um, So, uh, yeah, wish you the best. It's a hectic holiday for me. I do work in retail. I have for 38 or so odd years. This is, in fact, my 38th Black Friday. So I'm either crazy, a masochist or whatever it may be, but but I've got another one coming up this Friday and it's going to be insane day be up really early in the morning stay very late in the afternoon and it's uh it's going to be insane so but i wanted to get this out because i didn't really want to miss an episode so a little bit of a shorter one uh today but uh gonna talk about some things so first of all i was able to get annihilus annihilus is one of um the he's he's kind of a top villain for me in marvel and i've always kind of liked the character he's very very a, a big threat and really should i think and I guess they're not really doing this in Marvel Snap anymore, but I really think he should have been a big bad. Uh, he definitely is in the comics, like a universal level threat. Um, he had fights in the comics with Thanos uh, where he beat him, a fight in the in the comics uh, with Galactus. Uh, so he stands up there with the really big bads. Um, he's an interdimensional being, kind of looks like an insect uh, and he's always kind of been a pain in the butt to the Fantastic Four. So uh, they've encountered him many, many, many times. And in the most recent run of the Fantastic Four comics, um, he actually, uh, they they had to, uh, something, I, I didn't read all of the issues and I started reading a current after the storyline ended, but um, they had to, in essence, kind of erase everyone's, uh, like, something happened where he blew up a big part of New York City and uh, and basically it got blamed on them and kind of turned them into the villains. It was a, it was a pretty good story, but Annihilus is a card that I've looked forward to. Uh, I think he pairs well with my boy uh, with Man-Thing in certain decks uh, and also, of course, uh, plays well with Junk. Uh, and so, uh, very excited for this week and I hope you guys are as well. I, I wish you all the best if you're going to pull caches for him. Uh, I did uh, I was lucky enough to get him on the second roll, so I got the um, uh, X-23 uh, first, the variant, and then I got him on the second, but you know what? I just couldn't stop this week. Uh, <laughs> I wanted that. Um, I wanted the Annihilus variant, so I went for the rest of them because I wanted the variant, and uh, luckily, though, I, I did get... Uh, of course, I opened all four, um, and I got the, you know, the thousand credits, and then I got the... Um, Oh my gosh, the uh, Dakin variant as well, which is kind of cool. Um, and then, I very luckily though, uh, in the second four caches, I did get the variant first turn. So that I was pretty pleased that, that I didn't have to go through like three more caches for a variant. I really don't like doing that, but I, uh, I lucked out and I got them both. So, and now I got three because there was one in my shop today. So he is a favorite of mine. And, uh, you know, I love the way they made it, uh, again, uh, very cool comic book lore, the way that they did it because of the way he ships over the negative power. He kind of always has like big insect armies. And so makes a lot of sense that he would push over kind of a lot of junk, uh, to the other players. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. 
my weekend Marvel snap, I did get to play some ladder this week. I remember I told you guys last week that I didn't really play any ladder at all. Uh, again, I kind of shift toward the conquest stuff. Now I got all the, I got enough conquest uh, rewards to buy the Psylocke card. So I have that now, the Peach Momoko Psylocke, which is very cool. Um, and then I, I have enough to get the last few rewards too. I went mostly in on, I think I must have like 22 silver tickets now and I have like 22 gold uh, tickets now. So now I'll just try to fight my way for the infinity tickets going forward. So I did manage to play some ladder. Uh, I, like I said last week, I, I hardly played any at all. I did climb up to, uh, to 60 from where I was. Now I've climbed up to 70. So I went up 10 levels kind of each week. And then uh, I'll probably end up playing some more with it on um, on my days off next week when I'm just going to kind of sit and chill after the big uh, big retail rush. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it went pretty well. Uh, once again, though, gotta laugh because <laughs> my weekend missions. Uh, who comes to the rescue for weekends? But Agatha, man, I love hanging around with Agatha on weekends. <laughs> um, it, you know, it's so funny because. Whatever they put out there as the cards that you must include, uh, I just pop them into that shell that I have for the deck and it just seems to really just work. You know, last week it was it, all the Ms. Marvel cards that they wanted to use, right? So, and they just, they just all fit and, uh, and Agatha just still wins games. I, I had, I had, <laughs> I finished my missions in like, it wasn't even that long. I think I finished them. I played three conquest matches and she won all three and all three weren't close. And they were up against decks like Loki. They were up against a deck. Uh, they were up against a destroy uh, shell, like all three. And she won all three and pretty handily. I, I think maybe I lost one or two matches total in those one or two cubes in those three games, which is insane. Uh, so either nobody's prepared for it um, I don't know. Maybe I'm playing bots in there. I'm sure. I'm sure I might be. You know, conquest games. You play some bots in the first couple levels, so it could be the fact that bots get confused by it. I don't know. But whatever it is, man, Agatha. Agatha's fantastic for weekend missions. <laughs> so if you want an easy road and you really want to finish those weekend missions up, Agatha is is a good way to go. Uh, and again, I shared the shell. Uh, on my Twitter. So um, I'll share it again, though, if anybody wants to give it a shot. And again, I, I give credit to, I think I saw the shell and I changed a card or two, but I saw the shell initially on Regis uh, Kilbin's channel. But uh, oh man, it's just a, like I said, it's a blast to play for casuals because you, as I said before, you really just don't have to do much. Um, you could kind of sit there and not pay attention. Uh, and you know, she's going to make some stupid moves, but man, I'll tell you, it, it just works. The Ms. Marvel with her and then the way and if she plays herself and then you get to kind of control the last three turns anyway. So uh, it just works, man. I don't know. but And it, wow, does it work to make people mad too? <laughs> when they see you're playing Agatha, it's like, oh. And the funny thing is, is they stay in the game, which is crazy because for whatever reason, you know, they lose the first four cubes and then they lose like two or three more cubes and they stick around. And I think it's just because they want to be like, I got to beat this. I just have to beat this because it's Agatha and I cannot lose to an Agatha deck uh, so but yeah uh, it was fun time doing that again and once again I got the weekend missions all done uh, and got all my stuff from there so um, what else I, ladder I was kind of playing a mix 
Um, I played some Lockdown Ms. Marvel, which does work pretty well, uh, though that's the shell that has Professor X and uh, Alioth in some shells and Eliath, however you want to say it. Um, and of course, Ms. Marvel in there. So um, that it works pretty well. You get that first thing locked down and you get Professor X out. Uh, it's tough for the other person to win, especially if you have Alioth and you're controlling that other lane a little bit, uh, have a little bit of power in there. It's, it's really tough to, to uh, it's really tough to beat. Um, and I also tried messing around with Galactus. I told you guys I'm a Galactus lover and I always will be and uh, tried to mess around with him a little bit. I saw a couple shells out there um, that are running Galactus with Ms. Marvel, which is kind of smart because you don't play any any cards in that lane. And if the other player isn't filling it up at all, you know, you can sneak that Galactus in there. He gets the five from Ms. Marvel and you've got a 10 or you've got a um, eight power Galactus, which, you know, is better than what he currently is, uh, uh, you know, right now. So uh, is it eight? Oh, my God. Am I thinking about this wrong? Whatever. You, you guys know you get the drift. Uh, but yeah, so that was kind of cool. It worked sometimes, but you know, those things still rely on a lot of stuff where you really have to kind of hope the opponent doesn't play. However, for those of you who are Galactus players, you are maybe going to want to invest in an Eyeless. So let's start to talk about the bug from another world. Um, I got to play some games with him uh, early on, and I tried a few different decks. Um, I tried a, uh, a hazmat deck, um, which of course hazmat and Luke Cage and that whole thing. I didn't do the Wong. I, I thought about that, but I'm like, nah. That Wong can be kind of touch and go. If you really need to get him in cur on curve, you know, if you don't, it's a waste of a card. So I just went hazmat Luke Cage. I did the man thing. Um, it was basically a deck where I think I even had Squirrel Girl in it at a point uh, because at one point I, and uh, I got a, a player on this. I did not play the has or I didn't. I'm sorry, I didn't play my Luke Cage. Saved it till I got it like in my opening hand or right after that. And I saved Luke Cage until the very end of the game. Because in essence, what I wanted to do is, you know, use the man thing and all that kind of stuff to make the squirrels negatives, uh, send the, all of that stuff over there, uh, and then hit them, and then use the hazmat, obviously, to do the same thing, make all those small cards negatives, and send them all across. And then, of course, Sentry and Void, uh, man, that is a power play in this deck with Annihilus, if that person isn't aware. Now, you, people are going to get better at telegraphing it, because they know you put put sentry out and they let's say they have two cards maybe in the lane where the void is going to go they're going to try their best to fill that lane because if they don't they're they're done for they take that negative 10 loss over there and that's an instantaneous and that's where i bring galactus back into the mix because you can play that in this in this deck not necessarily in this one, but you can play him with a Nihilus. You get one lane where they're like negative eight, maybe with a goblin, they're negative 10. Then you a Nihilus and they have that void over there and they have a bunch of negatives in that you win. It's just that you, you win. It's that simple. If they're not filling that lane and you have negative power over there, let's say you... Um, you know, like I said, you, let's say you had the, yeah, maybe you had Hood over there along with the negative 10. That's kind of what I've been doing too, is I've been stacking that, uh, that third location, that right location with negative power. So I'll put the Hood in there when I start the game. I'll put it over the right lane. 
and I'll you know I, I tend to try to play as much negative power over there. Now you can get you can get screwed, but if the other player does play, you know the the if they fill it, it's not the worst thing that's going to happen. They're just all going to blow up, so they're still going to leave that lane. The lane will be empty. You can always play another card there somewhere down the road if you have a big card. And if they do fill it up in kind of a panic mode, they might put a bunch of low power in there, and you might end up winning that anyway. So, um, but man, I uh, the other one, of course, I played with debris pushed over all of those rocks and i hit the uh the the name escapes me now the land that gives you the double reveal oh man dude i had i had so many that other player was filled his board was filled the the board with the one lane had three rocks the other lane had two and the other lane had two his entire board was filled and it left me two turns to beat them and of course i you know i stuck a man thing on one lane uh i had luke cage out i you know it, it was uh it was very and i, I posted it to my a pic, couple pictures to my uh my twitter as well um it's it's a card it's a lot of fun um i wasn't ever i was never really a big junk player but it's a lot of fun um but it is not going to be fun for the opposing player uh, just, it's just not. It's very oppressive. People thought Galactus was bad. You play these decks, you're going to be grateful to die from Galactus. Because if you're sitting there like that player was last night with two turns to go and not a move to make. Now, granted, it's not going to be a card that's going to win you a lot of cubes. It's just not. Because people are just going to, they're going to retreat. I mean, they're just going to retreat. If you're in a situation like that, you you aren't sticking around. Uh, you know, you have no possible way you know, in the game. Your lanes are filled. You know the other person's going to have enough power to beat you. You just go. So it's not going to get a lot of cubes. Uh, but it is, I think, a pretty powerful card. Now, I'm not saying it's a... It's not an Eliath. It's not a meta-changing card. It's not a Loki. It's not a, an Elsa Bloodstone. Uh, probably not even a Werewolf by Night. But it, it's up there. It, it's good. It's a good card. Um, now, I know I was listening to uh, um, Alex Coach's uh, stream, and he mentioned something very important. There are cards coming out for this card uh, that are coming in one is coming in December and one is coming in January that are really gonna add to this um, and and so you know maybe it's not gonna change the meta now but man when these cards come out and the names again I don't know the names right in front of me as to as to what they are but they're they're one is a negative is a one negative one card uh, and her ability escapes me she might be the one that stops people from destroying one cards so kind of negates the killmonger which also is amazing some people are going to try to play destroy right to counter this and the way you know not only will it destroy cards but killmonger i mean wipes it out because it blows up all those rocks that card will not let them do that so if I have the card right, and I could be wrong, so you know, please, if I'm wrong, it's it's I get it, it's all cool. I'm I'm just not looking at the cards right now, but but this is is this is gonna be a big card. It really is, I think. Um, now you're gonna encounter a lot of mirrors, uh, so because uh, everyone's gonna play it, everyone's gonna play it. Everyone's kind of hyped for this card too, uh, so everyone is gonna play the mirror. You're gonna see a lot of mirror decks out there that you're gonna play. Uh, 
that's kind of who gets what first type of thing as with almost any mirror. Um, you could change around decks a little bit, play a little bit with a little bit different things and just try different stuff uh, to kind of counter. You know, a lot, of, a lot of these decks are kind of running Carnage now. Um to kind of kill off their own cards if they if they do get a nihilist you know you could you could wipe the cards out so you're gonna see but i think you're gonna see him pop up in a lot of different shells um there are people that are they're already kind of playing him and i think lambie series may have been playing him in kind of almost like a bounce type shell uh that he was kind of using similar to loki with werewolf by night and, and just a bunch of on reveals so there's going to be a lot of it around uh, people are going to play it i don't think that's a question it's a uh, it's very popular card so you're going to see it and I hope you enjoy it. I, I am so far. I like it so far. I think it's fun. I think it's different. Uh, will it make junk a big deck? Who knows? Uh, who knows? You know, Loki's still up there. And it's. I don't think it's going to get knocked off his perch by junk. You know, you have the Captain Marvel decks, the lock decks that are pretty strong. I played, I ran into a lock deck uh, with my Annihilus and I got wiped out. You know, it just, if you don't, they they can get you before you get them in essence. Because you have to wait for Annihilus to play on turn four, and or turn five rather. And if you are, you know, you get that lockdown lane right off the bat. And, you know, they let's say they lock you down on turn five with Professor X. Or they wave into, turn, into Professor X and lock you down on turn four. You are stuck then with all that negative stuff. And even if you're going to try to push stuff over then you can so lockdown is going to be a problem and lockdown is a good deck right now um it's right up there with the ms marvel it's right up there with loki it's one of the best decks out there and if people are playing that it's it's you're, you're gonna have a tough time so in any case though annihilus is out and uh, the card is fire. The, the variants are amazing. I, I, I really love that variant that was in the spotlight caches. Uh, really, really cool variant. When, when you split, when, you know, when you split those, oh, they look so good when they go into the, you know, when you get them into the 3D and you can see the stuff behind them and oh man, they look really, really good. So would I recommend getting him? Again, it depends on what you have at your disposal. Um, do you have enough caches? I went into it with eight. So I was able to blow four of them um, because, I, you know, again, I wanted the variant. So I rather five of them. Sorry. I No, I had nine and I blew five. Um, but should you wait? Should you burn one now if you only, let's say, have three or let's say you have four? It depends, I guess, on what your style of play is, I would be my answer to that question. Do you like playing junk? That's important because if you don't, no. Obviously, it's a no. What I would say is maybe be a little cautious with it. Maybe hang on until those other cards come out. And then he gets to be, he gets some more resources to have, right? Right now, it's Hood. It's... Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, of course, the, some people are playing the goblins. Those, I don't know. I, I'd be a little fearful of playing them because if you play a mirror, oh man, you might be in some big trouble because if they push those over to you and you don't get the Eliath, it's, it's, it's not good. So, um, yeah, I don't know, but I think at this point, 
I think I might tell you to hang on. If you're really strapped for caches, and let's say you have two or three, and there's some other really good cards that you need, I think I would tell you to hold off. Wait until those other cards come out, because I think he does come out in another, in a spotlight. I think it's like January or February. It's not that far off. So uh, I think I would tell you to maybe hold off on it if you really want to, you know, if you need other stuff. If you have the caches, or let's say you have the tokens, I don't know, maybe you're sitting on 20 plus thousand uh, tokens or whatever. I think he's definitely worth a purchase. It's 6,000, but I think he's going to be a really good card for, for a while. And I think you're just going to be more and more people are going to try to play this stuff. And uh, I kind of think if he doesn't go over, so I kind of think if he doesn't go over really big, I think they may even bump him up in power. They had him listed at a 5'8". And I think he might go back to a 5'8 if he doesn't really, you know, have a big showing out there. I think they could probably push him back up to that level. And I think that would make him even better. Uh, I don't I don't know that it would make him overly strong because his power isn't. I mean, yeah, it, you know, seven's big, but I don't know that his power means a ton. It's his ability. So. I'm not so sure. They could think of doing that, though, if they really wanted to, maybe somewhere down the road if they wanted to bump him up. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is Annihilus, and uh, I hope uh, that you, if you are playing, if you did get manage to get the card, I hope you're enjoying it, and uh, enjoy playing Junk. Like I said, it's, uh, man, I <coughs> it's, it's fun to play. But it is very oppressive um, when you get your opponent in that in that hole with the, with all that stuff, and they they just can't do anything because they are just locked up. Uh, it is not fun for them, and it won't be. You'll see, it won't be fun for you if you get hit with a mirror. So, uh, so yeah. But uh, but enjoy him. Um, what else do I have this week? I've got. Um, I was talking a little bit earlier about Annihilus in comics, and uh, you know, Snap does put out a uh, "Who Is Annihilus" thing article. Uh, put up, they put that up with every card, and essentially, you know, Annihilus. That's kind of what I what I said. The most famous opponents he's had has been the Fantastic Four. He's a big time Fantastic Four villain. He's always a threat to them because the Fantastic Four always travels interdimensionally in the comics. Um, they go to all these different places and uh, and and they they run into him uh, a lot. So you will see him a lot in in the Fantastic Four. Um, he was created a while back, if I'm not mistaken, and it may have been by Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, if I'm if I remember correctly. And I'm going off memory here. I did have notes, uh, but kind of since I'm doing this short today, I don't have everything totally here. Uh, but. Yeah, I think he was created. He, he might have been created pretty early on. He's been around for a long time. I would love to see this dude in Marvel films. I hope that once we get the Fantastic Four, uh, which is kind of... Oh, by the way, if you're a movie watcher, if you like the Marvel stuff, um, they, uh, they supposedly the cast of the new Fantastic Four was leaked and Pedro Pascal, uh, you know him from The Mandalorian. If you uh, watch Star Wars The Mandalorian, and of course so many people did, also The Last of Us, uh, if you haven't watched the Star Wars stuff, uh, is supposedly playing Reed Richards. I think that's a fantastic casting, and uh, I think that's going to be awesome. Supposedly, also, the kid, uh, the actor from The Stranger Things from the past, this last season of Stranger Things, Eddie, the one who played Eddie, is supposedly playing Johnny Storm. I think that's a great casting as well. The actor uh, who played... Um, 
the Punisher's sidekick. I don't remember his name, but uh, from the Netflix Punisher series, uh, is playing supposedly Ben Grimm. Uh, so that's uh, supposedly leaked, and I think that uh, sounds great. I, I am a huge, huge Fantastic Four fan, and I used to read their comics all the time when I was a kid. And uh, the Fox movies were... They were okay. They were okay. I mean, you got to remember they were done in a completely different time. They were done in the 90s and things have changed so much since then, the special effects wise and everything like that. And, you know, the, the Silver Surfer one was a little hokey and, and the board stuff with Doom riding on the surfboard and a little weird. But um, but yeah, I, I'm just excited. I'm excited about the movie. And uh, now that they're coming, I hope at some point and, and so oh, and Galactus lovers... Yeah, it looks like the big guy is going to be in the film. I am so excited about that. Uh, hey, second dinner. Maybe, 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 maybe when the Fantastic Four movie releases and the big man is in it, I don't know, maybe we could shoot him uh, an extra point of power or two or something to kind of celebrate. I'm just saying. Um <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe that. Maybe he'll get a rework or something like that by them. But um. But yeah, it, Javier Bardem is uh, supposed to play the voice of Galactus, and I think he'd be fantastic. He's got a great voice uh, for that kind of a character. So I'm psyched about all of that and uh, and the fact that he's coming out. But I I really hope that in the future Fantastic Four movies, and maybe you even see that as soon as the second one that they're gonna do. But I really hope that we see Anilus on the big screen. I think he will look fantastic uh, with. The special effects and everything that they've gotten the way that they can make him so um but yeah i'm just excited i'm just excited about the characters and this is why one of the reasons why i like this game so much is because you get to see these characters come to life in the cards and uh you know you, you get to play with this really cool art and it's just fun to do so kind of what fires me up about playing the game a lot too is i love to see the cards love to see the little actions that they do and Anilus's actions pretty cool he'll light up the board when you see that all the stuff that he interacts with lights up is it green or red i want to say it's red no oh man i can't remember it's either green or red but he lights them all up and then they'll just whoop and they just go across the board um so it's pretty cool uh but yeah it's just it's a fun card uh if you want to go get it uh, if you don't have the tokens and stuff like that, like I said, I would tell you maybe hold off if you need something better. Like if you're missing some cards that are just better than he is or more of a meta staple, then I would tell you to hold off and maybe wait until those other cards do come out. Oh man, what else? Um, I wanted just to talk a little bit about, and quickly, like I said, I'm only gonna, this is gonna be a shorter episode. I usually try to run the full hour that they give me on Spotify, but this one's gonna be a little bit quicker. Um, but I do wanna talk really quickly because I heard a, a podcast uh, that Lambie series was on. And Lambie was, uh, he really is a good person to listen to when you want to learn how to play the game. I learned, uh, he was on a, a podcast with KM Best and uh, they were talking about how to play Thanos because Lambie was a really big Thanos player. And I learned a lot from that podcast. And uh, Lambie, of course, is the number one player, I believe, uh, right now, at least the last time I checked um, on Ladder. Um, so, uh, pretty cool that, uh, you know, when you, you, you know, if you want to listen to somebody good, that's a guy to listen to, but he was talking about, uh, playing, playing snap without emotion. Cause they were talking about kind of, and I had this topic as a topic I wanted to talk about last week, but what do you do when you get on that losing streak, right? That proverbial streak. And it happened to me last night. As soon as, you know, it, it almost seems like it happens to me once a week. 
but you just get on that that really bad loot. You just can't win a game. It doesn't matter what you do. You you get messed up by the locations. You get screwed over by a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and yeah, somebody was just driving down the wrong way in my street. Um, <laughs> saw lights coming from the wrong direction. Like the hell. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, somebody you you do. No matter what you do, you can't win. You just are losing and losing and losing and losing. And he kind of talked about taking the emotion out of the game. Don't be emotional when you play Marvel Snap. And I thought that was very, very interesting. It's a great podcast, by the way. I wish I could shout it out. But again, I, I, I have nothing in front of me this week. I'm extremely doing this on the fly and unprepared. Um, but it was it was really, really good. And I kind of like it. It's, uh, you know, if you're a science fiction fan, a geek fan and stuff like that, the first thing that comes to me is when you, when you be emotionless is to be Mr. Spock, right, from Star Trek. He, He's emotionless. Uh, so somebody, um, they, you know, so when he, when he talked about that, I'm like, that's a, that's a really interesting thing. Like take the emotion out of it, right? Don't, don't get emotional about the game at all. And we as human beings just tend to get emotional when we lose. It just upsets you. You, you, you get frustrated and you don't want this to happen anymore. And you're getting really tired of it. Right. Um, and he kind of said, you just, and, and when you think about it, um, if you ever watch like the pro tour of poker or anything like that, I don't, I, I don't sit there and watch. I've seen, I've seen a little bit of it. Sometimes late night TV, it comes on and you just kind of want to, you know, check it out and see, you see these guys playing with the thick sunglasses on so nobody could read their eyes and all that stuff. But the one thing you'll see, and you'll notice about people that play that game is the fact that now they're playing for high stakes money, right? We're playing a card game, but um, the one thing you'll see is they don't get emotional. They don't show any emotion, win or lose. And I think he has a really good point. And I took this lesson that he said to heart. And he said, the one thing you, you can't do is, you know, because he said snapping is so important, you know, to know when to snap. Uh, and even when you do and you think you have the perfect condition, let's say you have the perfect setup of, of cards in your hand, you do that first turn snap without even seeing those other two locations. And you think, man, I have got this. And then you're going and you're going and you find out, you know, as you go through, you you get to the mid game and you snap, you, you want, you, you're at that eight cube point, right? Now you're at that eight cube, you got it all set up and boom, you get beat on the last turn. And you feel so bad. You, you're like, what the heck happened? You know, maybe you get location screwed. Maybe something just out of the blue just happens and you get beat. Um, it's such a horrible, horrible feeling. And then all you want to do, because now you're mad. Now you're upset. You're like, oh man, I can't believe that happened. I, I got to win this next one. And then you get into that emotional state that he was talking about. And then you just kind of want to keep going. All right, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing. I want to win. I want to win. I want to win. The more you do that, you get frustrated. You start snapping and making bad decisions. You're not thinking about the, the way the cards are set up. You're not thinking about your hand. You're not looking at the opening cards. And what he talked about was when you get that first opening hand and you're just not seeing anything at all, don't stay around, and I love this, don't stay around to see what happens. I love that advice because I've done it countless amounts of times where I'm like, okay, this is garbage, but I'm just going to stick around. Let, let me see. Maybe, maybe I'm going to make something out of nothing. Maybe in my next two draws, I'm going to get fantastic cards. Probably 90% of the time, that isn't going to happen. It's just the way the cards fall. It's like 
poker. And this game is very much like poker. It's, it's, it's very similar. When you snap, you're betting, you're raising and stuff like that, just like they do in poker. And it's very similar to that. And people who play poker, if you get a hand of a mess of cards, if you get a two and a five and a, and a 10 and a jack, if you get a bunch of crap, nine times out of 10, those guys aren't staying in. They're putting in their ante, right? So they're they're betting their whatever their ante is, 50 bucks, 100 bucks. They're putting in that ante, but they're going to only lose that ante. So your ante in this is your one cube, or maybe it's two, but you're putting in that, you're upping that ante, and then that's what you're going to lose. So that really taught me a lot and I'm re- I've really learned from it. Uh, and I, and again, I, I found myself again a couple nights ago, you get back into bad habits. You know, I, I lost a bunch of games. First of all, you know, one thing I'll, I'll give you to you as advice for anybody. Don't play this game late at night. <laughs> Just don't. I, I stay up late. I play this game sometimes until 12, one, one in the morning. And it's just not a good idea because that, when you start to lose, then, then that whole thing takes over and you're like, I just, I just want to win that one last game before I go to bed. Just let me win a game so I can go off this stupid thing and go to bed winning. Uh, And it just doesn't happen. (laughs) It just doesn't. And you're not thinking straight. It's, it's late. You're tired. Just, you know what? Like, like Lambie said, just shut it off. Just shut the game off. Get away from it for a while. Let it sit for three, four hours. If you're playing late at night, go to bed. Get some rest. Go back at it. Maybe at the morning when you're freshly, uh, you know, you're you're fresh. You're you've had a lot of sleep. But uh, it's it was just great advice. Don't bring emotion into the game. I have, I just love that. It was such great advice from the best player right now in the world. Uh, and he is he is 100% right. You you can't fill you can't bring emotion to this game. And if you do, you're going to lose. You're you're absolutely going to lose because you know listen, I I've, I've told you guys I'm an old guy, right? Uh, there was a, uh, an, uh, well, <laughs> there was a country singer who was very popular back in my day, uh, back in the eighties and nineties. His name was Kenny Rogers. He had a song called the gambler and the, 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 the lyrics from that song went, you've got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away and know when to run. And he was talking about playing cards and it's, it, it fits Marvel snap. <laughs> You got to know when to hold it, when to hold your hand, when you have a good hand, know when to fold it. When you have lousy cards, get out of there. Know when to walk away and know when to run. You know, know when to run. Man, my hand stinks. I'm not losing the eight cubes. I'm not losing the four cubes. I'm just leaving. Um, it's fantastic advice. It really is. And it it actually works. When I wasn't tired and I was playing it, I was doing exactly what he said. And you know what? Yes, I was losing some games, but I wasn't dropping out on ladder. I was losing one cube, one cube, one cube. But then I'd get that match where, you know, I'm playing. I'm not getting emotional about it. I'm like, okay, you know what? I've got this set up. I've got some good cards here. I got good things going on. I was playing Annihilus. I'm like, yeah, man, I think I got this guy where where I want him. I've got my Annihilus. I've got my hood. uh, I've got my sentry. I think I got this person. And I did. And I won eight cubes. So... And that's what he said. The best players in Marvel Snap on Ladder, they're the ones who will lose one cube or maybe two cubes, but they will win eight cubes. 
more often than not. And that's how you climb on ladder. That's probably why I haven't gotten to infinite. That's probably 100% why. Because I, I like to think I'm a pretty good player. I'm not going to say I'm, I'm ever going to be in the top, you know, I don't even know if I'll ever make it to the top 1000. And I'm fine with that, like I said, as a casual, because I know I just don't have the time. But that's that's probably why I haven't got there. So I'm going to really... I'm going to really listen to this and I'm going to test this going forward. And I, I would bet that it probably will help me uh, along the way. Just, you know, just to listen to what he says, take emotion out of it. Don't play emotional and just play. You know, what he's saying is just play smart. It, you know, you, again, with that opening hand, it tells you a lot. And if and, and then, of course, you get to see that first location. And if that location is not benefiting you, let's say it's one where, oh, I don't know. Uh, you, you know, the negative power every turn or one of the detrimental locations, uh, unless it's the one where it says to that swap out your hand, that one, yeah, it's a little iffy, but you're, because maybe you can, you know, discard and draw and you get a better hand, but you, you know, it's very, very good advice. And I, I thought that was a wonderful thing to listen to. I was going to talk to you guys in this episode about that last week, and I didn't get a chance to because of everything else that was going on. But uh, but yeah, man, try it. Try it and see. And I would love to hear from all of you. Um, tech, or, uh, tweet me uh, on my Twitter. It's at SnapDecisions53. Um, let me know what, you, what happened. Let me know how it went for you. Did this work? Because I think it's really a fantastic idea. And uh, I have to thank Lambie Series for it, or for sharing it. Uh, it's really, really awesome when the best players in the game will share uh, their successes and, and tell you how you can get better. Uh, I really love that. And uh, it was very, very interesting listening to him talk about it. Um, he's really, really good at the game. So listening to him is a really good idea if you really want to get better at Marvel Snap. So... All right, guys. Well, like I said, I am only going to make this a short one today. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it around the 40-minute mark here. Uh, but listen, I uh, want to wish you all, first of all, again, first of all, I want to say thanks uh, to everyone who's listened to my show so far. I really, really appreciate you. Uh, so many people have been so kind uh, to me, and I really appreciate that. I got some great compliments from people on there. Uh, someone said that, you know, uh, I want to give you credit, but again, I'm not looking at Twitter right now, and I, I'm <laughs> just, but uh, a comment was made saying really were a little leery about listening to my show because I was just a one person um you know, one person show, single uh, person show other than rather than duos. And a lot of these podcasts that, uh, that are out there for snap have at least two people, if not more. Um, and, uh, and he said he uh, really enjoyed the show. I listen, I am extremely grateful for that. I really, really appreciate that. It, uh, it really warms my heart, uh, that I am, uh, that, you know, I'm doing some good stuff here and, and I, I hope you're enjoying it. I really appreciate you listening. I know there's so many people out there that you could listen to. Uh, so please know that uh, that I really appreciate you all of you who interact with me on Twitter in a, in a nice way and have have retweeted my uh, um, have retweeted my uh, the staff judgments podcast I want to call them out they retweeted my uh, my post about the show thank you so much it, it really means a lot to me and uh, if there's ever anybody out there listening to this and uh, if you ever want to collaborate I am all for that my wrestling podcast that I do we've collaborated with so many other creators I've talked to wrestlers professionally and stuff like that so on my show so please get in touch with me I would absolutely love to do that but hey 
I'm going to go, guys. I wish you the best of your week in Marvel Snap. Have a great rest of your week. Have a very happy Thanksgiving with your families. And I hope to talk to you all next week on Tuesday when I come back for my next episode. Enjoy Enjoy Annihilus, guys. Have a great week in Marvel Snap and have a great holiday. And I'll talk to you guys all soon. Thank you so much for watching and take care, everybody. All right.